0: getting ready for Easter. Five services Easter weekend. We're excited about it. Uh, Good Friday, our first Good Friday service, and then we're having uh, Saturday. We're bringing back Saturday. We're bringing it back one day only. Easter weekend, Saturday, (laughs) and uh, and our Sunday gatherings. It's going to be great. Hey, this is a family meeting, and Uh, You all wouldn't be here if you didn't love City Hills and are invested. Something that we're going to be talking about um, leading up to Easter is is the opportunity to serve and to get involved. If you're um, not on a serve team yet, I would love to just make it as easy as possible for you to just jump right in, join us. And specifically, uh, one area that we are, um, we're just really looking for people to serve in because there's so many participating. We're having a ton of kids next door every single Sunday. Can we give it up for all of our kids team? There's team over there right now. And uh, I know there's a lot of City Hills kids team that are here right now in this gathering and thank you for uh, your sacrifice and for investing in the next generation. My family's blessed because of it and I hear stories. I get the privilege of hearing all the great stories of of uh, parents and grandparents that are bringing kids and uh and just having a good time and uh thank you so much and if you're looking for a place to serve there is no better place to jump in get serving in city hills kids and there's tons of opportunities that will fit your personality and uh, and get involved if you would like more information about that um we we just are just having so many kids um, and and we, would, we would just love for you to jump in and get involved. If you'd like more information about that, uh, please talk to me after this, and I would love to connect you with the right people. And I'll mention that at the end, but thank you for just always just jumping in and serving and loving, and, and let's, just, let's just keep on doing it. And uh, I'm excited excited about that and excited about what God's doing. This Sunday, you're going to hear some great news about uh, the new facility uh, that I don't—I'm not gonna spoil it tonight. But you gotta come back. <laughs> it's called bait and switch, right there. <laughs> um, my dad would always say, "I could tell you now, but I'd have to kill you." So, so I won't—I won't tell anybody, and I'm, I'm not gonna kill anybody. Don't worry. Like, man, this is a violent church. Someone who's a guest here. <laughs> just joking. Just, just joking. Well, I, I want to take the next few. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, what a can we give a hand to Jason and the band and everyone that's worked so hard. So so great. Um, I want to take the next few First Wednesdays and really just teach through some things that have, are on my heart, specifically about the Holy Spirit. And um, I, and it comes to a topic in my life and walk with the Lord. I don't know. Of Many things that that top the impact that the Holy Spirit makes on my life in a day on a daily basis And I, I just want to share with you uh, What who the Holy Spirit is? And in in how we can experience everything that God has for us I don't know about you, but I want everything God has for me like And, and I don't think I've experienced everything God has for me. There's it's an adventure and there's so much more to experience and uh, I just want to take these next few first Wednesdays and really just walk through um, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and, and it seems like uh, when it comes to the topics of the day, it's so easy to get our theology from tradition instead of from the Bible. And I want us as a church family to to be centered on the Bible, on the Word of God. That's that's what's forever settled. You know that this this book is what we build our lives upon, and and the Word of God teaches us about who God is, and specifically about the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. So I, I just want to share with you from my heart, you'll notice there's some notes, if you do not have notes tonight, you're going to need them, and so raise your hand, and I, I printed out on a full sheet of paper, so raise your hand, and uh, the team will get you some notes, but I printed it out on a full sheet of paper. Someone came to me and said, oh, we're going to have some teaching tonight, so... Very true. And I I, I printed all this out because I don't know that I'll be able to get to all of it because I'm sure you would love to have dinner tonight and actually get your kids to bed and all those good things. So I'm going to try to abbreviate as much as possible. But I want to talk tonight specifically about the three baptisms that believers are to experience according to the Word of God. And and I don't know about you, but uh, it, it's man. The, when you think about baptism, usually we think about one baptism. Uh, there's that. There's just one baptism. That's water baptism. But but this metaphor of baptism, which means to immerse, to submerge completely, the word baptizo means to actually like immerse under water. Um, that there are multiple baptisms in the life of a believer. And and if this is this is kind of new information tonight, that's why I want to I want to share with you the scripture, and you can take it and, and walk through it and pray with it. This is kind of a um, this is a verse by verse kind of study tonight, and hopefully something that will build you up and help you experience more of the Holy Spirit in your life. Uh, that's why Hebrews chapter six, when it talks about the foundations of our faith, it, t- it uses the plural baptisms that. That, that that we we need to go on to maturity, but he mentions the kind of the foundations are. Hey, there's there's some baptisms that you are to experience as a believer. So if you're taking notes, I want to just walk through these baptisms. Here's the first baptism: is that the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ. So this is in our lives when we when we come to God, that we are baptized into Jesus Christ. And I love this picture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, when we think about baptism, we know about the second baptism, about water baptism, and we see it's so powerful when someone's baptized into water. But when you give your life to Jesus, this is encouraging to me, the Holy Spirit takes you and baptizes you into the body of Jesus Christ. That's what 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Wow. Jews and Greeks, slaves and free. That's what I love about the church. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, all of us together stand level, eye to eye, face to face, at the foot of the cross, Greeks, slaves, free. We've all been made to drink one spirit. That's the Holy Spirit, that there is this baptism that takes place whenever we give our lives to Jesus Christ, not by what we do, not by our works, but much like when my sons come to me and just say, Dad, help me. And in that moment, as a good father, I lift them up. When we ask for God to lift us up and to help us, he, he miraculously baptizes us and 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 puts us into the body of Christ. That's not in your notes, but Ephesians 2 says, By grace you've been saved, by, by grace you've been saved through faith. In other words, it's grace. That baptizes us into the body of Christ. Like you can't do enough good things, you can't, uh, you know, give enough, you can't do enough good deeds to be saved. Now it's by grace through faith, and 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 it's 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 by faith that we come to God, and He baptizes us into the body. I, I love the the great reformers of old. Their cry was sola fide, sola gratia, and sola scriptura, which simply means by faith alone through by grace alone and by the word of God alone and by Christ alone like that's how we are today we are, we are saved by grace through faith and we're, we're, we're joined into the family of God and we're baptized into the body of Christ hey if you have not experienced that first baptism you can tonight you can tonight and uh, at the end of my teaching here tonight if you have not given your life to Jesus I promise it's it's, it's, he is here tonight, and He's brought you here to save you. He wants you to experience that first baptism. So, so the first baptism, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ. Here's the second one. A disciple baptizes us in water. So this is water baptism. This is the one we're familiar with, and it doesn't have to be a pastor. That's why I put in your notes a disciple, and that's one of the most beautiful things that I, I've ever seen um, is, is whenever, man, I see dads baptizing... Uh, you know, sons and daughters, and seeing moms baptized, just it just seeing families come together and seeing people baptized—it's just absolutely amazing. And it's and, and when we're water baptized, it, it it is a declaration to the world that we're that we're following God. It, it's it's it it is our all in. Uh, declaration that we're we're serving the Lord with all of our heart. It's much like this wedding ring that I'm wearing today. It, the wedding ring doesn't make me married. If I take my wedding ring off, if I can, I'm not used to taking it off very much. There we go. <laughs> if I take my I need, if I take my wedding ring off, it doesn't mean I've not married. But this wedding ring, I wear it proudly and rarely remove it <laughs> because I, 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 it declares something to the world around me that I belong. To that lady right there. That's right. I belong. I belong to her, right? And when we when we go down in the water in the name of Jesus, and we it declares to the world, I'm all in for Jesus Christ. Like, like, like I'm I'm baptized. Um, and that's the commission. Matthew 28:19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. There you go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So here here's the third baptism, a lesser known baptism. But I just want to show you it's is this is all throughout the Scripture in regard to the Holy Spirit and here's number three so, so number one the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Christ a disciple baptizes us in water and the third baptism it Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit you say why, why would you say that what, is, what, is, what do you mean Jesus baptizes us into the Holy Spirit it sounds strange it sounds weird I don't understand it well let's just, just look what the scripture says uh, John the Baptist said this, I baptize you with water for repentance. Watch this. He that's coming after me, speaking of Jesus, who's mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. Watch this. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And if you're taking extra notes, this promise is listed in all four Gospels. We read it there in Matthew 3:11. I put that in your notes. It's also, if you're taking extra notes, Mark 1:8, Luke 3:16, John 1:32. If you want to study it on your own and each um, gospel writer gives kind of a different angle but but the same message that jesus he came to baptize into the holy spirit um, and, and and this is not just a new occurrence that the old testament and the new testament show this time and time again um, and, and i'll start with in the Old Testament, the account of the exodus of the people of Israel, the Israelites were in bondage uh, to the, the people of Egypt, to Pharaoh, and were demanded to work as slaves and tortured and um, in, in, in terrible, terrible ways. But God delivered them with a mighty hand. They put blood of the lamb on the doorpost that with the plagues. That all the different plagues that God did miraculously to set the people free. And the last and final plague was they had to take the blood of the Lamb, put it on their doorpost, and the death angel passed over because of the blood. After the blood set them free, then they walked through the Red Sea, the water... And Pharaoh was chasing after them. We've been reading uh, through the Bible with my boys at night. We just read this two nights ago. Pharaoh's chasing after them. And when they get through on while while they're while they're crossing, Pharaoh can't get through. And then whenever they're trying, Pharaoh's trying to chase after them, the water of the Red Sea swallows him up. And the people get victory. And then after that, they 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 start following God toward the promised land, being led by a cloud. So so, so you'll see some commonalities, and I want to show you, this is not just my trying to piece together the Bible. This is what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10. He says, "I do not want you to be aware, brothers, that the fathers were under the cloud, passed through the sea. Watch this. They were all baptized three things into Moses, in the cloud, and in the sea." So they were baptized into Moses, which is a type of Jesus Christ, their leader. They were baptized into the, in the sea, that red sea, and then also in the cloud. You see it that, that, that Paul is trying to make a correlation to, hey, what God's doing in our lives as believers today, the Old Testament is a type and a shadow of what God's doing in our lives. I like to say it like this. Jesus is on every page of your Bible. The Old Testament is every word, every page, every story is about Jesus Christ. And and, and and obviously the Gospels are all about the life of Jesus. And then everything post the Gospels are all looking back at, at, at the workings of Jesus in our lives today as believers. It's all about Jesus. and And, and, and so when we're saved, we leave Egypt. When we get baptized, Pharaoh's cut off. And drowned in the sea, and then we're baptized in the Spirit. That we we get we get that fresh. We're following the cloud, and uh, into God's promise for our lives. Um, Here's here's another picture in the Old Testament that you have the tabernacle, which is which was after the Exodus, the people of God started worshiping at something called the tabernacle. It was essentially like a portable church. Everybody, for those of you that were. With us when we were portable church, you know, they would set up and tear down, and and God God essentially designed this portable church in the wilderness so that He could meet with them, and, and and so much of it was really just a type and a shadow of things to come again of Jesus Christ, and whenever you'd go to that tabernacle, you'd come through, um, you you'd come through the kind of the entrance there. It was a tent with kind of temporary walls, you'd come through the entrance, you'd come to this huge uh, altar of sacrifice where all of these animals, and again, the blood of the lamb would be sacrificed there on that altar, and then after that, they would go wash in water called the labor of water, and then they would enter into the, 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 this inner tent, if you will, that would have in it incense and worship, and they would be anointed there at that altar of incense, so you kind of see they, they, the altar, which represents the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in our life, we're saved by that altar. We're saved by the blood of the Lamb. And then we're, we're washed by the water of baptism. And then, man, we're, we enter into the holy place, and we're anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Um, 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Look at this with me. I know I'm giving you like a ton of things tonight, but uh, I, I really think it's important when it comes to growing into everything God has for us to, to experience this. Um, 1 John 5, 7 says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven. So, I think there are three bearing witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, which Jesus in the Scripture is often called the Word, and the Holy Spirit. So you have the Father, the Son, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And verse 8, And there are three that bear witness on earth. So, So the Spirit the water and the blood and these three are one well what's 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 the you, you can you can see there the, the the three the three baptisms the baptism of the of, of the spirit that spirit baptism baptism in water and the baptism in the blood and that blood it, it may seem gory to you but but it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that we have salvation so he's saying hey our salvation is from Jesus and then Jesus there's more there's a there's a, there's a water baptism, and then there's this, there's this spirit that God has for our lives. And uh, even in the life of Jesus, you can see this. You know, Jesus, the thing I'm so encouraged by, and we're looking on Sundays at the life of Jesus, but Jesus never asked you to do anything that he hasn't done. So you say, I don't know if I want to get baptized. I don't know if I should get baptized. Well, your God was, bap- was baptized, not because he was a sinner. So, so that first baptism, that baptism of salvation, he didn't need it because he, was, he didn't need to be born again because he was already born, born holy, right? But the second baptism, Jesus was water baptized by John the Baptist, and then when he came up out of the water, the Bible says the Holy Spirit, like a dove, descended on him. It didn't say a dove like the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit like a dove. And, and in other words, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. If I could say this, if Jesus needed to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, church, I'm in trouble if I don't have the Holy Spirit, if I don't have Him resting on my life and changing my life. I, I heard one story about a preacher that was preaching about the Holy Spirit like this, and there was a, a hole that was in the ceiling where a light fixture had been, and it hadn't been fixed yet, and the, the pastor had a little boy get up in the attic and hold a dove in waiting and whenever he said the holy spirit come he was going to throw the dove down into the congregation and the pastor got up and you know got to his point in the crescendo in the message and said the holy spirit come you know and and, and nothing came <laughs> and the little boy stuck his head down there he said pastor the the cat ate the holy spirit you mean throw the cat down <laughs> 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 oh. That's a bad sermon, everybody. That's, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, so there's this, there's this truth. There's this reality, and, and and when you talk about the Holy Spirit, easily you have one of you know easily have some extremes. So one extreme is like, well, I've never really heard much about this, um, and maybe it's maybe it's a little scared. Maybe it's like, oh man, I was really liking this church, and then they. They're going to go off weird on me. I, I, uh, or maybe you're in the other camp, and, man, this is like, like, yes, finally, you know, and you just, I mean, you're just, this is all, you know, you're just so excited. Well, I, I kind of, wherever you are, I think probably somewhere in the middle <laughs> where, where we, we, we need to come and say, God, what do you want for my life? What, what do you have for me? Because I want everything you have for me. And, uh, and I want to show you in um, in the book of Acts is where we see the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit. So, again, if we're going to have some kind of belief as a church in theology, it can't be based on our tradition. If things are weird to us, but it's not weird in the Bible, then, hey, we're the ones wrong and the Bible is right. Right? And, um, and, and, and if it disagrees with with our background or tradition, or, then, hey, then... We need, to, we need to look and see what the, what the Scripture says and what the Word says. And so I, I just want to read all, some passages in the Bible when, again, this Old Testament reality, this thing that Jesus promised about the life of a believer when it comes into our lives. Um, and, and we're, we're, we're going to look at this together. And it started in the very, very beginning of the church. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, that was um, Jesus, This is after his resurrection. He is revealing and he's he's there with the disciples. Uh, He commanded them, don't depart from Jerusalem. Um, In other words, they were going to go tell the world about who Jesus was. um, But he says, don't do that yet. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water. Again, you will be, there's the word again, baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. If anything in this message, if if this is a new topic for you, maybe it's something to research because as you have probably heard the word baptism more in this message than you have in a long time, but this is is part of what God uh, wants to do in our lives. So Jesus, if something's that important to say, hey, don't try to, I think sometimes the temptation is to try to live for God in our own power. And Jesus said, don't do that you know, they were going to go change the world. They had seen the resurrected Jesus. I don't know about you, but, but I I have not seen the resurrected Jesus. Like what an incredible, what an incredible experience. But Jesus said, just seeing me is not enough. You have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit so that you can go and do what I've called you to do. And you need to wait for it. So, so, so there's some moments where we need to wait and say, God, before I jump out and try to save the world and do everything. I want you to fill me and empower me with everything that you have for me. So we see in the next chapter, the promise. So they waited and they prayed. It says, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, uh, the word Pentecost just simply means 50. It means 50 days after the Passover. So, so it just literally means 50. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, it was a festival. It says, they were all with one accord and in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they, there appeared unto them divided tongues um, as of fire. Just Essentially just fire was kind of differentiating. just kind of all these different um, um, you know, little tongues of fire uh, that set upon each of them, supernatural. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit And began to speak in other tongues or other languages that they didn't know how to speak. They didn't learn in Spanish too, but they were speaking languages that they didn't know as the Spirit gave them utterance or ability to speak. And so as you could imagine, people are like, what in the world is happening? This does not make sense. And they are, they are speaking in all these languages. And people that had gathered for this festival of Pentecost were in the streets. And they're like, what in the world? We are hearing the wonderful works of God in our native languages. This doesn't make any sense. This is amazing. And so Peter gets up and starts preaching to them about Jesus. I love it. Peter, the one that was couldn't even testify about Jesus to a little girl, he was ashamed to follow Jesus When a little girl asked him If he followed Jesus Now he's getting out In the middle of the broad daylight With thousands of people Getting up and preaching Like boldness That's the empowerment of the spirit In his life And, and he preaches about Jesus And it says in verse 27 Now when they heard this They were cut to the heart And they said to Peter And the rest of the apostles Men and brethren What are we supposed to do? Like, like tell us Peter What are we supposed to do? And I want you to watch In this next verse For the three baptisms Peter said to, him, to them repent let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit do you see it? repent in other words believe give your life to Jesus that's the first baptism then have a disciple baptize you in water and what you read on in this is over 3,000 of them did that that day 3,000 people on the first day of the church were saved amazing amazing and then he said, hey, you're going to receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. There's a third baptism. And, um, and, and I think sometimes we get hung up that the Holy Spirit is like one, the gift of the Holy Spirit is one particular gift of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it would be like me going to Pastor Derek and say, hey, I want to give you this watch. I want to give you this Apple watch here. And then whenever it came time to give him the watch, I just did this right here. I just gave him, there you go. There's, there's the band to the watch. Congratulations hope you enjoy your watch no the, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not just one part of the Holy Spirit it's not just one gift of the Holy Spirit the gift of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit it's the whole thing right like that's the gift of the Spirit and I think sometimes people associate speaking in tongues only with the what that's what the Holy Spirit's all about well no the Holy Spirit, baptism in the Holy Spirit's all about the Holy Spirit and there's there there's there's other things and boldness and miracles and power all kinds of things that come with it but it's the the the, the gift is not um, something the gift is the Holy Spirit you say well that was so good for them like that's good for them a little weird I don't understand it kind of strange uh, but it's I don't know if it's for me Pastor here's the here's the next verse verse thirty nine for this promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off. Even in Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't, I don't know if that's there or not. As many as the Lord our God will call. It's in there. I think it's in there. So we see this initial miraculous first day of the church. Pretty good launch day for the church. But it started with the Holy Spirit. I want to show you in Acts chapter 8, this movement begins in this powerful, um, miraculous um, experience. And then it continues that way. I I, I want you to see that. That that, that the church was never meant to start in the fire and then die in the smoke. And now we just have college studies every Sunday morning and talk about a God who died and he's gone. No, no. God's alive today just as much as he's ever been in our lives. Acts chapter 8, Philip is an evangelist and he's traveling, he's preaching. He goes to the city of Samaria and he's preaching Jesus to them. Verse 12, but when they believed... Watch for the baptism When they believed There's the first baptism Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God In the name of Jesus Both men and women were baptized There's the second baptism And there was a sorcerer in the town Named Simon He also believed There's the first baptism And then he was baptized And when he was baptized There's the second baptism He continued with Philip And was amazed seeing the miracles and signs that he did Watch the next verse, verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them who, when they had come down, prayed that they might receive the third baptism, the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen on none of them, only they had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. The only observation I'm going to make from that is there is a separation between people believing, being baptized and then they're calling for they're calling for, for apostles from Jerusalem to come and lay hands on them so they can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, there's it's it's not just one moment. Again, everything can happen in a moment, but but there's times if we're reading the scripture where Man, there's, there's a journey is what I'm trying to say. There's, there, there's this experience that we have with the Lord. So that's Acts chapter 8. If we go to the two chapters later, Acts chapter 10 is the story of a Roman centurion named Cornelius who is a Gentile. The word Gentile just simply means non-Jew. So if you're not a Jew, um, if you're not Jewish by, by origin, then you're by nature, a by definition, a Gentile. So I'm a Gentile. So thank the Lord for a story of a gentile that came to to Jesus because that was the beginning of the of the the church in the gentile world. So so we're going to see it right here where where Jesus comes to and, and 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 Peter has this great vision of 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 how the gentiles are going to get saved and And Peter goes to preach to them about Jesus. And they they were believers. They had given their lives to Jesus. They were believing. And it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision, or that's just saying the Jews who believed, were astonished because they didn't think Jesus loved anybody but the Jewish people. (laughs) They were amazed. Like, what in the world? As many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak in tongues or another language uh, that they didn't learn and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anybody forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And they commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord and asked him to stay a few days. So again, you, you, you see these people coming to Jesus. You see the, in this case, and, and I want to. this is the observation I want to bring from this story is that God did it differently here than he did in some of the other places. And I think sometimes in religion, we're all about it's got to be this f- right formula, just this perfect way, and God says, well, let me mess up the formula. While Peter's preaching, the Holy Spirit falls, and everybody just starts speaking another language. I mean, what an amazing, miraculous thing. But, but we, we would turn that into some kind of like, let me teach you a class on how to speak and how for that to happen. But, but what God was trying to say is, this is what I want to do in your life, but, but, but it's, it's what I want to do in your life. Again, it's not something that you can manufacture. It's just something what I want to do in and through your life. And, and I, I'll conclude with Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, just a few chapters later. We're just seeing the life of the early church. And, uh, and Paul now is preaching, which he used to be a murderer of Christians. And now he's the greatest apostle that's ever been. And he's traveling and, and teaching. And so this is the apostle Paul. So he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So he has a lot to say about the Holy Spirit. And and we're going to see it. This was part of Paul's uh, belief and walk with the Lord. It says that, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples there, he said to them, "Watch this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed?" It's a good question. That's a good question for all of us. Those of you that are believers, you received the Holy Spirit. When you believed, and uh, and, and they and, and they, they said to him, we haven't even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. <laughs> They're like, you know, Paul saying, "Did you experience the Holy Spirit?" They said, "We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit." And, and he said to them, "Into what were you baptized?" And they said, "Into John's baptism." And John, Paul says, "John baptized with the baptism of, of repentance." In other words, the first baptism saying people should believe on him, that should come after him, that is Jesus. And watch this, when they heard this, they were second baptism, baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and then Paul laid his hands on them. That's a doctrine of the church as well, the laying on of hands. We, we do that here at City Hills, not because it's just what we do, but because the Bible talks many times about people... You lay hands on people for healing and for, in this case, people experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and you pray over them. It says, The Holy Spirit came on them, and they spake with tongues, or another language they didn't know, and prophesied. So, so, so as, you, as you read with me, as you read these passages, it's just interesting as you see, okay, this is the Holy Spirit in operation in the church. And, 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 and I want to draw some conclusions, just five simple conclusions and, and we'll we'll take some of these over the next few months, and we'll kind of walk through some of them um, in these first Wednesday experiences. But if you're taking notes, here's here's some observations from what we read: is that the Holy Spirit baptism was a normal and expected experience for New Testament Christians. So I, I hope in just the passages I showed you that it's not just kind of like one thing that happened in the Bible. You know, and I'm blowing kind of blowing it up, but but there are other instances as well that. Uh, didn't have time to kind of bring to you and mention tonight But just to show you it's just normal like and so this if this is not normal in your understanding of christianity then um, you need to take it take that to the word because uh, This is a normal and expect experience uh, For new testament believers in other words. We're never called to be the frozen chosen <laughs> We're called to be a church alive <laughs> with the power of god. Here's the second thing uh, God wants you to experience all three baptisms But it's up to you I love that. No more does God throw you in the water in the in the horse trough. God I have I've seen a lot of people baptize at City Hills, but I haven't seen anybody suplexed by God into the baptismal tank uh, without any, like I've never seen that. You know I see I see God do a work in people's life and I see people respond. We have we had 3 people just this past weekend that's decided to get water baptized and, and what's that God's doing a work in their heart and they're saying God I want all you have for me and it may be a little uncomfortable God but I want everything. And and so it's it, it, God wants you to experience all this but he's not going to he's not going to force himself and make, make you know make you do that. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 says follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. So that's Simply to say, God invites us to say, hey, man, if, you, if you've given your life to Jesus, if I could just as, a, as your friend, as your pastor, let this be part of your desire. When you're praying to God, say, God, I want everything you have for me. Now, if you have any gifts of the Spirit for me, I want it. And I promise God's not going to suplex you into the Holy Spirit. He's going to do just like what He does when you were water baptized, when you gave your life to Jesus and He baptized you into the body. He's going to walk with you, and I promise it will be the most incredible journey. Here's the second, here's, here's the third truth that I see, is that praying in the Spirit is a benefit of Holy Spirit baptism. And you'll remember that was a commonality, this, I say praying in the Spirit, or praying in languages that you don't understand. And that is not in our brain, it doesn't make sense. But when you read the scripture, this is a normative part of how the early church did things. Um, and, and we understand Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, so it, hasn't, it hasn't changed. The same, same power is available to us today. I want to show you what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 15. He says, What am I to do? He says, I will pray with my spirit, and I will pray with my mind also. See, so that's a picture of how we pray. We, there's moments where we pray. He, he describes uh, very clearly that whenever you come together as a church family like this, that you shouldn't be uh, operating in some kind of a, a way that unbelievers come in and think, man, these people are nuts. Those people are crazy. He says very clearly you should be wanting to be a you should ask to prophesy In other words to be an encourager To speak who Jesus is in clear ways But then he describes Hey there's moments in my life Where I pray with my mind And I pray with my spirit and he's describing very clearly what he's, What he's doing He says I will sing praise to God With my spirit But I will also sing with my mind And he describes in verse 14 The verse before that He said if I pray in tongues He's describing the spirit praying He says my spirit is praying but I don't understand what I'm saying. He says in verse 18 of 1 Corinthians 14, I thank God, this is the Apostle Paul, he says, I speak in tongues more than any of you. I mean, he's got a little attitude about it. I speak in tongues more than any of y'all. He says, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. What's he describing? He says, hey, there's this way that as God, you know, Baptizes you in the Holy Spirit, there's going to be moments where your spirit just prays. And he, he said, Just man, I, this is what I do. This is what Paul's describing. In, in Jude chapter 1, verse 20, this is um, uh, Jude is writing in his letter. He says, But you, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so he said, Hey, praying in the Holy Spirit is one of the ways that we build ourselves up as a believer. I heard a story about one pastor that was kind of it was controversial that he believed about you know some people believe that the gifts of the spirit are over and they don't exist anymore and some think that this is actually evil and which is amazing to me cuz how could you say are you saying Paul is evil you know i mean how would how would you how would you work that out but but the people asked him said why do you how, how do you pray in the spirit why do you pray in the spirit i don't understand he he just simply said well, the Bible says it builds you up. And, and everybody else said, well, okay. You know, I mean, that was kind of the end of it. it, it, it and I, I, I believe that. I, I, this is part of my daily walk with the Lord. And, um, and, and it builds us up in the Holy Spirit. And I feel like I'd be a terrible pastor if I had something that, I was, that God was using to build me up in my private time with the Lord, but I wasn't helping you experience things that are going to build you up in your time with the Lord. Um, uh, Number four being baptized. I love this one being baptized in the Holy Spirit um, Does not make me better than you It makes me better than me That's a great place to put that because This topic has been so divisive in the church and it makes Different some people think there are different classes of christians you know, it's and 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 this is not in any way what I, I think we miss the heart of God when we act like we're better than someone because we've experienced some. So the Holy Spirit, you shouldn't be saying, it makes me better than you. The Holy Spirit, I put this in the first person, it makes me better than me. The Holy Spirit makes Brandon better than Brandon. Because if I'm going to do what God's called me to do, i, I got to tell you, it's got to take more than my mind. It has to take more than my intellect. It has to take more than my ability. But it has to take the Holy Spirit operating in my life. And here's, here, here's, the, here's the fifth and final thing. I love this. Jesus said, all you have to do is ask, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Nothing weird, nothing strange. Nobody's, there's, there's no catch. Jesus simply said this, which of you fathers, if a son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? And if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So my encouragement from this first lesson about the Holy Spirit is if this is something new to you or something that you're hungry for or you're open to, you're open to that. God, I want everything you have for me. Just ask Him. Just ask Him. See, we receive the Holy Spirit the same way we receive healing, the same way we receive salvation, the same way we receive everything else from God, by faith. So that's simply to say that we may not see the results in the moment, but God, I, re- I receive my healing by faith. I'm not in heaven yet. But by faith, I'm saved. I, I believe I'm saved, and I'm walking that out. So when it comes to the Holy Spirit in our lives, I'll just encourage you, City Hills. Let's say, God, I want everything you have for me. And and I love what Jesus says. Hey, if you if we know how to be kind to our children, I have a son who has a birthday this week, and our whole family is 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 from from all over uh, from all over the country or. Saying, hey, we're sending Amazon gifts. And, hey, we're, hey, we're going to get them, don't tell them a bicycle. You know, all these things. I mean, they're. And if we, in all, of our, um, in all of our mess and inability, if we know how to be kind to a child and to love on them, how much more does our perfect Heavenly Father know how to give us good things and blessings in our lives? Let's stand to our feet all over the house. So I just want to pray, and I'll I'll lead us in this tonight, but my prayer for my life personally is I want everything that God has for me. And uh, whatever that is, I'm open, and uh, I want City Hills Church to be a church like this early church. That's what I want us to be, on fire with the power of God and baptized into the body of Christ, baptized in water showing the whole world and then baptize in the Holy Spirit full of power to go change our world. So let's pray all over the house. Lord, thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for your truth. Lord, thank you that you want to empower us. Lord, thank you that you baptize us into the body of Christ. Lord, I pray that you would give me everything that you have for my life. Lord, I'm not afraid. Lord, I'm open. Lord, you've never let me down. Lord, you've been there every moment. So by faith, Lord, I say, God, everything you have for me is what I want. Lord, I just declare City Hills, we, God, we're a church, God, that we want everything that you have for us, Lord. Let us reach our city. Oh, let us see people saved. Let us see people changed. Let us see people empowered. Let us see people living lives, Lord, of transformation in our world, God. That's what we want. That's what we need. Fill us, God, with everything you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing a little bit more before we go.